Welcome back to the Troubleshooting Life Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Poston, with my co-host, Jay Peters, where we talk about various topics, sharing our experiences on life and finance. What's up, man? What is going on? Hey, not much. Another week, another week, man. Another week. Uh, we took a week off, man. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. I, I'll say it's much needed, but definitely want to always keep it going. Don't yeah. Wanna, yeah, I don't want to stop the rhythm. We got a good yeah, rhythm man. going, so not going to do that again. Just, no doubt. Actually, what we were talking about adding more, right? It just yeah. in case, just in case something happens where we got to go, go yeah, on vacation. We'll have, yeah. have something in the, in the, in the little library of podcasts and just put one out just in case. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I think that'd be a smart idea. That way we can, we'll never miss one, no matter yeah. how busy our life gets. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, your, your goals, uh, I know we were talking about you at closed on, a, uh, another home. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, actually still under contract. So it was actually pretty quick. So let's see, like a couple of weeks ago, like I want to say after we recorded the last podcast, I was like in the middle of putting an offer down on the property and stuff. And then I think the next day is when they were supposed to decide. So I found out, uh, during that Easter day that they, they chose my offer. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's continue on. Started my option period, got my inspection done. That went well. Uh, option period just ended this past week. And then, you know, I got all my paperwork done. Everything was good with my lender. My uh, appraisal came back. Everything was good with that. So, yeah, we're just, I'm just waiting for the closing date. That is literally all that I'm waiting for. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, that's always good when everything flows just right. Yeah. yeah. And all the stars align. You're like, oh yeah, this is gonna, this is the perfect property. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm. I will say that right now the market's still crazy. You know, prices yeah. still incredibly high. Rates are also picking up yeah. again. So it's definitely not an easy process. I, I definitely wish, like looking back on it, people always say, you know, if I knew then what I know now. Yeah. Right. That type of saying. Um, I would have bought like three properties back in the day. Yeah, uh, if I could have, because the way that houses are appreciating right now, the way that rates are going, it's just incredibly ridiculous with the amount of equity people are getting right now. Yeah, oh uh, yeah. Now, I, I mean, because you, you can notice the changes in other things too. Uh, uh, banks, I mean, it's not like a big difference in their interest rate that they're giving for mm-hmm. uh, savings, but they're slowly starting to push it up. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Yeah, so uh, the banks that like to give out the the good interest rates, they, yeah, they're starting to push it up. Uh, I think right now was at 0.60. So that was yeah. something that, yeah, something I noticed. Because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, my uh, savings accounts that started to push up uh, their rates. So I was like, okay, all right. I mean, it's not much, but hey, right. it helps. Everything, every little bit helps. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, even um, what's called even uh, now, like crypto stuff, like cryptocurrencies, you can stake crypto and yeah. you can reserve an a, a annual percentage yield off of those cryptocurrencies so yeah okay I mean, things are coming up you know whether the fed is you know raising rates whether the, that's the financial institutions yeah everything's yeah. going up yeah yeah so it's basically you just have to do your research on what you want to do how if you want to save if you want to invest just you know know your risk and uh you know just always make the best decision when it comes to your money so, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, my goals still slowly trucking along. I, uh, yeah. I'm supposed to get like five. Uh, I actually didn't get five. I only have 
one, but I'm supposed to talk to a person that's supposed to help me get the rest of them so mm. I can have them before the end of this month. So, uh, yeah, my contact. Like yeah, like you're looking yeah. for a contractor? You're looking for yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's just uh, general contractors, uh, uh, plumbers, any anything that like someone else recommends. Because uh, mm. it, 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 it makes it where you can already stop the process of where you got the vet, the vetting process because you yeah because yeah, you already they've already done work for some friends that you know mm. so that yeah that's that's the only reason why instead of like you know cold calling and i don't have any projects for them to work on that i still don't know their work just because they show some photos on google or whatever it is right yeah. yeah you don't know if that's that's the type of work they really do you know yeah. no i agree and uh so like you know finished up the millionaire next door or listen to the millionaire millionaire next door oh, yeah. uh and one of them and like it was fairly early in the book was um you know people that do good work are always going to recommend other people that do good work because yeah. when i when they recommend someone that is of poor quality or that does bad work then it comes back on them right so like i can't remember if it was like the example they had was an accountant recommending like a financial advisor or maybe I think it was like a lawyer or something like that, something yeah. around there where that's why they give those specific recommendations because they want to continue to do business with you. So they're going to give you someone else's or provide someone else's business. That's also of quality work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely believe that. Cause yeah, the one thing you, you want it done right the first time. So, you know, having someone that that's already dealt with them, that that's always a good thing and then yeah. and if you trust that person then you that's even better right yeah uh yeah and, that, and that's kind of like you know where i'm stuck at but i think i will still get it uh like i said the person that's going to help me get the rest of them i trust them so i just need to go and make contact and say hey uh you know who else you got for me yeah because uh, you know it's not like i have a project ready to go so that's really right now it's just i'm i'm building up my you know, my own little, uh, as we yeah. call it in the military, I love me book. So I'm trying oh, to build yeah, up, yeah, 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 you know, build up all my little things inside my binder to get me ready. You know, yeah. so once I start investing, I already got my list of people, my list of banks, my list of things I want to, and just start rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, uh, it pays to be ready instead of, uh, instead of having to get ready. Right? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, our uh, topic this week, right. Yeah, uh, we're we're starting credit. All right, yeah. so the the week prior we were talking about uh, budgets, in which the yeah. budgets would actually uh, kind of coincide with building your credit. So yeah, so that's uh, our topic for this week. Uh, you want to start us out on what you what you believe credit is? Yeah, man. So I'll kind of go into like my little connotation of like uh, what a credit score is. So for those that may or may not know what a credit score is, and and like I said, in my connotation or in my opinion it's the it's your score of responsibility that financial or fiduciary establishments use to hand you basically their money or to loan you their money right because uh when you think of credit you will think of of course credit scores but you know your credit cards your loans stuff like that which is other other people allowing you to use their money as leverage for something else right so creditors uh create a score, whether that's through FICO, through Vantage, um, that helps those other financial institutions trust you 
in with their money. So, and then kind of going into it, right? You know, we have we have a few or a good number of experiences starting out, yeah. right? So, at least kind of going back to to my experiences that when I first started credit, like at the time, I didn't have anyone that really understood credit or really knew about credit. Nowadays, yeah. you have multiple resources. You have like YouTube. You have other, I guess learning uh places podcasts right where (laughs) you can actually learn about like what a credit score is what credit does how to really start your credit so but what i did and uh was get a secured credit card so i paid 500 bucks to my credit union at the time and then they gave me a credit card with a 500 limit uh i rarely ever used it and stuff and then about a, a year year and a half they gave me back my 500 bucks. So it become a, became an unsecured credit card after that. Uh, what I wish I would have done and we'll kind of go into it later is uh, I wish I would have gotten more credit cards, not just the secured one, but um, possibly a department store one, possibly uh, just any other credit card. Uh, and like I said, we'll go into it because that really affects your credit age as it continues. But then, you know, a few years go down the road, I decide to get another credit card and then I started learning more and more about credit uh so I decided to start churning credit and we can kind of go about that in this one or maybe in our maximizing credit one so I I just kind of built I don't want to say portfolio but I guess that's kind of what it is of credit cards (laughs) um um, and then you know uh through a few different loans and stuff just so I but with the intention of building my credit as in a quick fashion and with a, a with a good foundation as time kind of goes on. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, very similar how I started my credit out also. Uh, I was going to college at the time and Citibank, that was my first credit card. So uh, you could at the time just pick up an application there on college, uh, on college campus uh, and you fill it out and you, you know, put whatever income you have, you, you end up with what, thousand dollars this is with no no credit right you can end up with a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars or whatever right is a credit limit this is a starting credit card so yeah Citibank was my first credit card which was to me uh, I wish I still had it because it was I thought it was a pretty good card uh, also came with a subscription of uh, money magazine so which really got me into like <laughs> wanting to learn more about money uh, yeah, so, yeah so, and uh, and I think that's probably what uh, kind of steer me in the direction of always wanting to talk about money uh, with, I also had other other cards. Uh, Big Discover at the time. I had some. Uh, I had some pretty good cards, and then I also had. I want to say not so great because you have some. So yeah, you, you have some that's called a uh, first one or premier one. Uh, it, it, look, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't even know the remember the name. That's because it's not that that great of a card. Uh, and uh, you know, with starting out like that, I mean, you, you, you start with, with decent credit score, uh, for, I guess that, I mean, you know, at that point in time without really having any real history. So nowadays I think is so it's, it's awesome, uh, that it's a lot easier to build credit, uh, or either I'll say it's a lot easier to get credit, a good credit score, because we have so many different things these days. Like you said, YouTube, you have books that are out that talks about it. To me, I felt like it's a lot easier to get that, hit that higher credit score. Uh, mm. but, but the, you know, overall, if you want that, that, that awesome, uh, you know, credit score, you just have to hit like certain markers, right. You have to, you know, make sure you have a certain amount of revolving credit and you got to have mm. a certain amount of, uh, loans. And then 
you you they also want you to get a mortgage, right? Because uh, that's mm-hmm. when I saw the the biggest increase in my credit was when I got a mortgage. Like I've had I've had car loans, uh, never really had personal loans because uh, I had enough car loans. But uh, you know, personal loans could could also help you out. I think, and I was told so. I never really used the the actual you know advice about getting a personal loan to help me build my credit. Uh, I think it it can be a good idea, but you most likely have to have a co-signer for your very fo- first personal loan. But yeah. like, if you could actually take your uh, personal loan that you have, put that money into a mutual fund or ETF, and uh, you know, and pay back your your loan with like your 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 W two money or your side hustle or something, right? Then you're you're building your credit and your wealth at the same time, mm. uh, which you know, which is a better is better advice in my you know in my mind than just having you know someone say, hey, go get a personal loan to build your credit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree. Yeah, and and kind of go into it right, like uh, so with like credit scores and stuff. There's a couple of different credit scores, right? So um, the main one that a lot of financial institutions use are are known as the FICO credit score. Right. Yeah. And the stuff that you'll see on like Credit Karma, Credit Sesame, uh, a lot of budgeting apps also have access to is called the Vantage score. Right. Yeah. So kind of think of it like the difference between an SAT and an ACT. Right. SAT and ACT here in the United States are for uh, college admissions, mostly. Right. Mostly for college admissions. Right. And they're both tests, but they do cover different subjects or slightly different subjects. And they're also weighted differently, right? So the SAT, their score goes up to, I believe, 1600 right now. And then I can't remember what the ACT score was like 32, 35, something like that. And so just by that, you can tell that the scoring is different. And then for the subjects, right? Like the ACT, I think has science where the SAT doesn't. But very similar, the Vantage and FICO credit scores are... Uh, slightly different, right? But most financial institutions, like the ones that will actually give you credit, they will go after or go look for your FICO credit score. And it's not like they're different uh, exponentially. It's just that sometimes they're weighted differently. So if you're looking at Credit Karma, like most people do, or Credit Sesame, whatever that platform is to only do soft inquiries towards your credit, then and you may think it's misleading. It's not. It's just it's weighted or scored differently than what the financial institution is pulling from, right? So it could be lower. It could be higher. Um, you just never know. But kind of going into it, and they're both fairly basic. And the same with um, like uh, SAT, ACT, there are versions of them, right? Because they always get updated. So FICO and Vantage get updated constantly. I believe FICO's at 10 or 11 right now and then vantage is currently at three or four um but here's kind of like the breakdown right so for the five categories that those scores kind of go through are your payment history your credit utilization the average age of accounts the types of credit and the number of hard inquiries right so kind of going into payment history is just uh you know if you have a loan or a credit card if you've been doing on-time payments right at least paying the minimum specifically right uh now i don't recommend only paying the minimum i always recommend uh paying it off or uh, at least for credit cards and then you know of course for loans you can pay the minimum or pay above or pay more towards the principal to kind of bring down uh the loan quicker but uh for the payment history specifically it's about 35 percent 
of a score. So for FICO Advantage, the lowest score you can get is a 300. The highest score you can get is 850. All right, so 35% is a huge chunk. It's more than a third of your entire score. So just think of it, if you miss one payment, then it has a huge effect on your score. Uh, granted, say if you miss a payment or uh, whatnot for whatever reason, you can always um, talk with that creditor or lender to have that kind of waived if you've made your payments consistently after a certain amount of time or whatnot, right? The next one was your credit utilization. And what credit utilization is, uh, is how much of your available credit are you using? For example, if I have a credit card that has $1,000 of credit on it, and I use $900 of it, I am using 90% of my credit, credit utilization. Uh, what I wanna do is kind of keep it, a lot of people say keep it below 30. I recommend keeping it below 20 to 10, right? To give you that kind of buffer in case you need to go up to 30, right? You don't wanna uh, be up to 30 and then for some reason you have to end up going further and further, right? But I recommend kind of keeping it around 10 to 20 if you can and or getting a number of credit cards where you have a huge limit, right? So going back to that example of having a $1,000 credit card. So say if you have that same or credit use of $900, but think of it if you have a total credit of $10,000, right? That became from 90% to 9% really quickly, right? So you don't necessarily just have to use very little of your credit. You can use more of your credit if you have higher limits on cards or on loans, right? Now for that one, that one's another 30% of your credit score. So on top of missing a payment, if you're also using a lot of your credit, that is hurting your credit score exponentially. Now the difference between like kind of bringing down your payment history or getting a better payment history and getting better credit utilization, you can bring down your score a lot easier than having to wipe off a bad payment. Right. So I will say that while it is a huge one, it is a good one to kind of work around as well. Um, and then the next one would be like your average age of accounts. So including credit cards, including installment loans, including mortgages, car loans, student loans, personal loans, whatever it is, uh, those are all technically accounts under your credit score. So and some people may think this is weird, but having more actually helps, especially at an earlier age, right? So you can start your credit or credit can be started for you, I should say, by the age of 13, right? So if you have a child or if you are at a younger age, you can start or the parent or someone that is responsible can start their credit earlier. And we'll kind of go into that later as well. But what's highly recommended is to have at the earliest age possible, whether that's 13 or if you're 18, you're kind of doing it by yourself, I feel you, is to have at least three accounts, right? And the reason why is because think of it, if you start one account right now at 18, um, and then a few years later, you get another account and then you get a mortgage later on, whatever it is, your credit age starts to average down, right? So it's, say you have one at 18, two years later, you get another one, your average credit age just now became one year instead of two years right? Because you have one at 18, two years later, that's your average age is two years. But then you started one right there that made that zero. So now your average credit age is one year. Now, if you have three credit cards when you're 18, right? And you have two years later when you're 20, now you have an average of two years, but with three credit cards, if you get, say, some sort of student loan or something later on um, at 20, 
then it'll average out between the four cards or for between the four accounts, right? So it just makes it better for you as you're getting older and older or as time kind of passes for you to get a, a better score in that. Granted, that one is more 15% of the overall credit score. So it doesn't hurt you as much, but it can still hurt you. Granted, as you're, like I said, as time passes, it'll get better and better. Um, so don't try to like be too impatient with that, especially at the younger ages. Next one would be types of credit, right? So I've already kind of talked about it. We got credit cards, you got installment loans, you got mortgages, right? The types of credit actually affects your credit score, right? So for those people saying that oh, I'll never have a, a credit card or I'll never take out a mortgage, I'll never get a car loan, right? Whatever that is, whatever your gripe with it is, I, I understand that, but you are also limiting yourself on how well your credit score can be, right? And granted, that one is only 10%, so maybe that one doesn't matter as much, but like Craig said, uh, when he got a mortgage and, and same for me, my credit score went up exponentially just off that one specific loan. So don't don't knock it until you kind of experience it or kind of uh, walk through the numbers at least for it. Um, and the last but very not least one is the number of hard inquiries, right? And hard inquiries are what financial institutions typically do to you to qualify you for credit, right? Now, sometimes you may get, I want to say bamboozled or sometimes uh, certain, certain companies may pull your credit. Like I remember one time I had uh, AT&T had pulled my credit for whatever reason. Um, and I don't remember ever letting them do that, but I think what it was, they were trying to do was qualify me for lower internet bill. So, but I was like, I, I didn't understand it. So I was able to get that uh, hard inquiry passed off. Now, initially hard inquiries will take down your credit very little, right? Like depending on how many you're getting all at once, but they slowly go away, right? And the initial hit kind of goes away after a few months, but the hard inquiries will fall off after two years or unless you want to dispute them, then they'll fall off that way as well. But that's also just like another 10%, right? So the, the biggest ones that you really want to pay attention to are your payment history, your credit utilization, and then your average age of accounts, right? But, you know, in that order, those would be a, a good way to kind of monitor your credit kind of understand why your credit is at the level it is, whether that's good or bad, um, and kind of go on from there, right? But we'll kind of go through a few things on starting to build credit. So the one I was talking about was, because this is my personal experience, is getting a credit card, whether that's uh, secured or unsecured, right? Like I said, I did a secured card. What a secured card means is that you put money down towards a card that a financial institution will give you. And then that becomes your limit, right? And typically about a year, year and a half, they give you back that money. So for me, I put $500 down. I got a credit card. I used it very little. I just wanted to start my credit at a young age. And then I just continued to pay it off. And like a year, maybe a year and a half later, they gave me back my money, right? And I actually still have that card to this day while it's one of my lower, uh, amounts of credit that I have available. It, it's still useful. I use it for, I don't know, I think my Disney plus um, uh, subscription or something, because it, it's so little and minute, but I still want to keep it used, right? Just to kind of keep it open uh, as long as possible. But, uh, and then there's, you know, credit builder loans, uh, Craig was talking about personal loans, right? Um, or even authorized users. So I talked about authorized users a little bit. So like what I did with my little sister when she was younger is I uh, made her an authorized user on almost all my credit cards, but 
but, but, but I did not give her the credit card, right? Because I did not believe she was responsible enough, nor did she fully understand what it was until I kind of talked her through it. Uh, however, so I have the cards. I never use them because it still goes on my credit for that, but it helps her build her credit. So hopefully later in life, she's not too dependent on myself or my parents if she wants to get even something like an apartment, right? Because apartments will also do credit checks most of the time. Um, or if she wants to get her own car, whatever it is, right? So I just wanted to uh, set her up so she was not dependent on anyone else for help. Well, Craig, you want to pick up another one? Yeah, I mean, I can, you know, just kind of because it's it's on the the starting to build credit. So when um, uh, so for credit cards, right? Uh, you know, I didn't do the secure credit cards, but the one thing that I wish I had have done uh, was actually strategically pick my credit cards. So like mm. you you pick something that. Uh, will actually be useful later on in life, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I got a bunch of department store cards. I uh, some of my department store cards got turned into actual like Mastercards and Visas. So which was actually cool. I, I was like, okay, all right, now I don't have to worry about closing, but I still got these cards, extra cards. And then uh, also uh, the ones that I very I started out well. I, I wish I had kept the the ones I started out with, like uh, the very first Discover I had and the very first uh, Citibank. I actually end up doing something very stupid. Then I basically use this uh, third-party company to help me consolidate my uh, credit cards while I was in college because I was just trying to reduce reduce uh, my, I guess, my issues because uh, I was worried about school or whatever. And it was the worst thing ever because they end up shutting my credit cards down, and then I had to uh, actually just uh, still had to deal with. It's almost like having bad credit again, or or getting it. That was probably to me was like my first time having bad credit because once you shut down, just like Jay said, you shut down these cards and you don't have that age of another card or another account to take over. It's basically like you just you just gave yourself bad credit. Uh, so that that was one of my mistakes. I wish I, I had had a, actually uh, just dealt with it and also pick a card that is strategically needed for the future mm. uh yeah and so um like uh like you said we were talking about credit builder builder loans and yeah like the personal loans i, I would again i i i came up with this idea later but because uh, i never saw a reason to have a personal loan which mm. would have been awesome to do the whole thing with oh i'm gonna take this money and go put it in a mutual fund or a stock or something like that right and mm. just think how that would grow for you and you just, you put, you know, what, $5,000? Because if you can get a personal loan for $5,000, you put that away. Or $10,000, you put that away into a mutual fund or whatever. And then over the years, as you're building your credit, you're building your wealth. Because that that, that stock or whatever will continue to grow. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, just like you were saying about uh, authorized users, I, uh, yeah, same thing, right? Uh, after I got my credit good, I, I wanted to help family members. Uh, so, like, um, uh, my wife. Because she didn't have the greatest credit, uh, and also she wasn't that great with money, so that that was something had to you know do a mind shift change for her. And then also what I did is I had these credit cards like um, uh, Capital One because I ended up starting uh, cards like Capital One a little bit later because I was trying to you know rebuild that credit again. Mm. Yeah, so like I I had these Capital One cards, and what I did is I just added her to it, and mm. it yeah it basically they pulled her in just like she had the credit card and mm. it, it helped her build her credit while whatever was on her credit was going away. So like, yeah. And that's the, that's the, the thing too. And we'll talk about that in the next topic where, or actually I think that's the end topic where we're talking about rebuilding credit, uh, where we show our ways uh, of how to uh, 
you get your credit back. And that, that's usually that authorized, use it the same way as in starting credit, because that is my plan too with my children. It's just I'm gonna go ahead and add them to my one of my cards that uh that has a high limit mm-hmm. and uh and you know I don't use that much. And so it uh they could they could start out with you know on a different platform than I did. I yeah yeah because I uh I, yeah you know I, basically you start from from the bottom which some people believe you should right but mm-hmm. in this case what I plan on doing is uh what I do with my daughter now is I kind of teach her little things about money I have her sit down with me while I'm budgeting uh like that spreadsheet I was talking about in the last topic uh just show her hey this is what I do this is what I'm doing you know uh, hey this is you you don't have to do this exactly but this is to let you know that there's more to it than just walking to the store or driving to the store and going to buy something. And it just magically, Hey, there's money there. There there was something behind it. It wasn't just like, Oh, money, money appeared, money was saved, money was earned, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, we, uh, what, uh, credit report. So for a person who is starting out knowing about the different or the, the major credit bureaus, right. Uh, TransUnion, Equifax and Experian, uh, and going to uh, places like annualcreditreport.com. And that's a way that you can download all three reports where you can view it with all the discrepancies, with all the accounts on there. And mm-hmm. then that way you can dispute anything that doesn't belong. And I did that. Uh, and like I said, I'll, that'll be in that rebuilding credit. And I'll show or talk about ways that how I built myself back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then like uh, just knowing uh, your behavior, right. With credit cards. And I know we're hitting on credit cards mostly because that's how we started, right. We started with credit cards. We didn't start with loans. We didn't get really anybody else to help us out. Uh, Mm. so odd behavior with your credit cards can also reduce your, your credit limit, right. You, Mm. you built these credit limits up and you, all of a sudden you start missing payments on another card. Uh, then, uh, the other creditor, we're going to look at that card and go like, Oh, well, they can afford to pay them. Then they're sure not going to be able to afford to pay us. So we're going to reduce their credit to keep them from trying to use us next. Yeah, that that happened to me. I try to remember why I was late on the card. It, it could have been because I lost my job. It could have been that I forgot about it. It didn't matter, right? Mm. You, 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 either or, you're still responsible. Uh, okay. Yeah, so like when I, when that happened, that's when they, they reduced it. I actually called them and asked, hey, why did you do it? And they, I guess they were looking. I think that's how they told me. They they were yeah. looking at other, other creditors and that's how they yeah. figured it out. So- uh yeah after that i was like you know what i'm always stay on it i'm always pay attention to my uh my payments and things like that and i try not to let them slip yeah mm-hmm. and and i know you were talking about utilization like back in uh you know told the different things so what i did for my utilization right because <clears throat> especially when i was trying to get a house and i was what i did was i was reducing <laughs> reducing the debt and then mm-hmm. asking for a higher limit <laughs> so reduce yeah. the debt ask for a higher limit and that definitely pushed the credit score up quickly. Yeah. And, and that's something uh, um, if anybody's like, you know, needing to have your score go up really quick for a certain particular thing. Yeah, that, that is the way. Ask for a, a, a credit limit increase and then make sure you can reduce any any debt that, uh, that you can. And it, it worked. It definitely shot it up to what I needed to be so I can get a, the better interest rate and not just have, a, you know, you know, an interest rate. I got one of the, the more prime ones, you know. Yeah. But yeah. And then uh, something I wanted to hit on is like one yeah, if you're a beginner, right, you're starting out with your credit. 
it does take time. Yes, you can get your credit score up and you still may not get approved because banks want to see that you have some type of history, right? They, mm. they're, they want to see that you have, uh, as I say, credit death. That's what I call it. That's when you have, it's, it's deep. You know, you have, yeah. you have all those different accounts. You have all these different um, past accounts, all these different things. And it shows like, okay, even if you had something bad on your credit, if you have a lot of credit, they're going to give you a chance versus yeah. just deny you immediately. And everyone yeah. else to give you a chance at some yeah. point. So yeah. 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 So man, that's what uh and that's what I found out. And I, I'm telling you, in the beginning, I got denied by a lot of a lot mm. of different cre- uh creditors because I didn't have much on it. And it made sense. But when I got older, the chances of you getting denied are very slim unless you have some really bad stuff on there. Because mm. if they see that you've been doing good at some point in time, they know that that was that particular bad point might've been just now. That wasn't mm. just, that wasn't your past. Your past was, oh, you go oh, back in the day, you had a eight, a 700 to 800 credit score, right? And then mm. all of a sudden now, yeah, you have like a, a you know, a 600 credit score. It's like, uh, there had to be something to it. And they, yeah. they may, they may deny you only because they like, well, if you're in financial ruins, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to pay me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, no. so, but yeah, that's just, you know, for beginners, you have to look at all these different things. Uh, you yeah i know you want it right away uh as we are an instant gratification type of society yeah but it takes time to build and it takes your research it takes you know talking to people who've dealt with credit before to get you at that that you know that good point uh with credit yeah so yeah i kind of wanted to hit on that (laughs) and another thing i wanted to hit on too is that um at least for for my example right i never or i currently do not use my credit unless i have the cash to pay it back yeah right yeah so and what that kind of saves you from is one interest rates interest rates can be incredibly high we were kind of talking about it a little bit earlier but uh interest rates compared to like um like a mortgage or uh, a credit card right are exponentially different i mean like credit cards could be up in like the 20s and stuff where mortgages are way less than 10 i can tell you that yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but but credit cards and credit card companies do make a lot of their money based off that interest rates and that's why i was saying when you're paying off stuff like credit cards never pay the minimum right what i tend to do and i kind of had to build myself up to do this is just pay off my balance every month Right. So what I do is I only use my credit cards to purchase things, but I make sure through my budgeting, through what we were talking about in our last podcast, that I'm never spending more money than I currently have or more money than I will have to pay it off. Right. And granted, I will tell you through personal experience, I did use my credit card, especially my first credit card uh, through points in life to kind of get me out of bad situations or what I thought were bad situations. And then I slowly paid it back. But, you know, like I said, I always paid more than the minimum to kind of bring down the principal. And while that did hit my credit and it was kind of hurting at, at, at times, uh, I kind of just had to change my mindset, make sure I was budgeting properly. So I wouldn't go through that again. And other things like never think of a credit card as an emergency type thing right like that's what uh that's what an emergency bank account is for right emergency cash is for 
right? Never use your credit card because yes, it's an emergency. There are emergencies. Emergencies always come up, right? You can never really escape them with that. You know, someone gets in an accident, medical bills, whatever it is, right? Things will come up. That's why budgeting and setting yourself up for those emergencies uh, is really useful. Uh, now, when you use a credit card for those emergencies, you can dig yourself into a really big hole. You can, with all those interest rates, especially if you're only paying the minimum you could be paying that for an incredibly long time. And I mean, for years, if you're only paying the minimum, and that will still continuously affect your credit score uh, as it continues or uh, as it kind of goes on. So be very wary of how you're using your credit and um, versus how you're using your cash. Now, it's good that you hit on that because that is true. It's the big thing. Do not use the credit card if you don't have the money. Now I got it. Some emergencies you cannot avoid. And if it is there for you in a pinch, but the thing is you need to come up with that money to knock it out, at least within 30 days, you have 30 wow. days to pay it off. You need to come up with that money in 30 days and knock it out. Yeah. Cause that, what I try to use is uh different buckets. And I think it's probably more from the, the, the budget topic, right? Wow. I had my, my different buckets or my different accounts. And uh, each account uh, represent different things. If it's like a family savings, it's for vacations and going out to eat. Uh, if it's an emergency fund, it's for uh, things that just happen to happen, right? And then you have like your investment savings. That's what I have, right? So like you, you're putting money away so you can invest it when you're ready to invest it. So at the end of the year or whatever, right? And then, like I said, I have an expending account. So if I want to uh, do something that's personal for me, I'm going to uh, probably use my credit card, uh, highly possible. And what, But the money needs to be in my spending account. Uh, I've been trying different things because I've, uh, I've had the accounts, but I've been trying these different things to play around what works with using my credit because I, I do use my uh, credit for everyday purchases. Uh, and I, I have other credit cards that I, I still use. Uh, so it's kind of like one of those things you, you, you need to test the waters, but like, you need to make sure you have your own backing, like your own money. And that's what I had. I had money and savings. So it kind of was like, okay, let's just test this out. How can I use these credit cards efficiently to make sure I'm not getting charged the interest rate. And, and, and basically between using your auto pay and you paying attention to what you're spending, you can figure out how to get those credit cards dialed down in, in the correct way. Um, and that's the reason why we're stressing this because credit cards, as much as it is a help, it is a danger. So, we, yeah. and, and that's why we keep stressing the things that you need to do because it, it can hurt you just as bad as it can help you. Mm. And it was uh, something else I wanted to touch on with, with, with credit, but right now it'll come back to mind in a little bit, but yeah. Anything you want to say on that? Uh, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. So, you know, we try to um, promote using credit if you have cash. Right. And, yeah. Uh, only using credit. And, <laughs> and and the reason why I, I personally use it is because my debit cards, they provide little to no value. Right. I, I get yeah. nothing out yep. of using my debit card. Right. But with a lot of credit cards, I had to get rewards or cash back, whatever it is. Right. Certain perks with credit cards. Like, for example, with one of my credit cards, uh, say if I had to get a rental car. Right. It already has rental car insurance on the credit card, right? If I yeah. have to travel and I lose my luggage, it has that type of credit for it, right? And a lot of credit cards, uh, it'll have, uh, I'm not, I'm not bidding into the statuses, but, you know, you know, getting like a, a Marriott status, 
right it actually does help uh when you're going to marriott because you get like some pretty good perks like if you have to travel right like going back to rental cars there are certain uh rental car companies that'll uh partner up and you can get like first pick or or a better pick of a car or, or free upgrades right so those those are granted the the more a little bit luxurious things that you can kind of get from them um but even the simple things like getting three percent cash back on gas right there's no debit card that's going to do that for you right and guess what you need gas so uh or yeah. i mean uh if you drive a gas car i guess nowadays you got evs <laughs> yeah. but um but you know or even groceries right you got to eat somehow or or restaurants right you're eating at something somewhere so getting at least a little bit of cash back off what you're already spending can be incredibly helpful in my opinion yeah yeah that's not as good it definitely yeah and that's why we keep we keep stressing it you know like the credit's good but yeah it can it can still hurt you at the same time keep you from a few things and credit cards like i said we keep hitting on credit cards is because that's how we started uh there's other ways i've talked to other people how they started their credit um mm. like i said they they got co-signers and those were the ones that always came out a lot better in the situation that they they had somebody else yeah co-sign for them on, on yeah. a loan a vehicle loan or you know or whatever it is personal loan yeah. And, and yeah and theirs came out so much better because they but they were also around good mentors right if you're mm. gonna it is a responsibility of the person who is the co-signer or the authorized user to teach the person you are helping how to uh, use their credit. Do not help anybody that don't want to help themselves. That is, that yeah. I can't, yeah, I can't stress that it, the, <laughs> no further because I, I find that if that person does not want to learn about their credit and you help them build their credit, all they're going to do is go out there and make a bigger mess. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And another yeah. thing is like, be careful. Like, if you're looking for help from from someone, very be very careful because, say, if they're helping you, say you become an authorized user under them, and they have bad credit themselves, or they're misusing their credit cards or whatever it is, then that still affects you, right? Yeah. Like, while while it's a very mutual relationship when you become a authorized user, right? Where if you're misusing that credit, then it affects them, right? But if there's also misusing their own credit, then it does affect you. So be very careful on who you're asking, who you're talking to, kind of, you know, feel some people out if you need the help. If not, then like uh, Craig and I said, we started out with our own credit cards, whether that was secured or unsecured, um, and you can do it yourself. What we're saying is that it, it's definitely more helpful if someone of good credit is helping you, if you have a good mentor, if you have parents or, or uh, siblings that can help you, then it will uh, behoove you in the future, but you know, some things you kind of have to go through yourself, right? Some things yeah. you, you will have to find out. And while it feels harder, it, it, it'll become so much better or you'll be so much better for it because yeah. you did go through it yourself. Yeah. Now, cause it's kind of like one of those things you grow with your, uh, as you build your credit, you're growing and learning at the same time versus okay. someone who gets something instantly, right? You keep, if you give a, a, a brand new driver or a uh, Corvette, right? Yeah. You know, you're already, you're asking for a recipe for disaster because yeah. you didn't teach them how to handle a sports car, right? All right. So th then, yeah, you, and then you're responsible. If you bought them a sports car and they, they're a brand new driver, they, yeah, most likely you you are responsible. You know, I know people don't want to say, oh, no, that happened, but if you gave the, whatever it is, just like this credit, right? And think yeah. of credit the same way as this sports car, to a newly 
person, new brand new, uh, brand new flower to credit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, they they have to have some some type of mentorship behind that. Somebody needs to mentor them on how to make sure they handle those things. Yeah, and you know, uh, you know, taking handouts or giving handouts isn't always great either, right? Because you're not really fixing a problem. Yeah. Right? So and and I'll probably say this almost every podcast, uh, money doesn't fix many problems. And the reason why that is, is because you're not addressing the problem. You're just kind of enabling that person's problem with money, right? So uh, going back to credit or, or going back to really anything, just giving someone a handout, you're not dissecting what is actually going on, like what there is to diagnose and, and fix the actual issue. Right. You're just kind of putting a Band-Aid on it or uh, like we say in the military, we just kind of put duct tape and paint on it. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's good. Right. But that's not absolutely true. That is uh, actually pretty false. Um, and then you'll realize that as time goes along, as as things, other things come up, uh, that that issue, that Band-Aid is still, you know, it'll be infected. Right. You got to cut. You just put a bandaid on it. it. It can still become infected. It can still get worse. It could lead to something else. So uh, going into like thinking of getting handouts or giving handouts, be, be very wary and try to fully understand what is going on and what the actual problem is uh, will become. All right. Let's uh, head on down to our frugal and cheap segment, man. All right. Frugal and cheap. Yeah. Like, so what do we got here? Washing clothes by hand. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, we were talking about this earlier. Hey, this is this is my broke days, guys. Yeah, those are broke <laughs> days. I, I, so I uh, and and someone may actually do this because they uh, they enjoy or they they really are trying to save money. But yeah. at the time I did it, I couldn't afford to go to the laundromat. I was mm. I was brand new to living on my own. I, I had my first apartment. I had this job that didn't pay a lot. Yeah, my expenses are good thing my expense was super cheap because uh, yeah i couldn't afford those expenses no. <laughs> so uh and uh w- one of the things i ended up doing was washing clothes uh, in the tub uh <laughs> bad idea by the way if, if you don't know how to do it because i uh put way too much tide in the, in, the <laughs> in, the, in the water man and my clothes were itchy and i was like yeah. what the world i just like itchy. <laughs> so yeah uh and that's what I'll say that that was cheap. And because that definitely was the broke me, super broke me. That wasn't just yeah. like a regular broke. That was like, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything in my pockets, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's like, you know, the difference between poor and pope. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Can't even afford the OR, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Just so pope. Yeah, that's, so that was, that's exactly what my life was. And I was trying to uh, do what I had to do to have clean clothes because, uh, I, I I didn't like being stinky, so yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you didn't I, mind being itchy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but after that, the club like good. man, I couldn't afford the club. What are we talking <laughs> about? <man? laughs> yeah, so I was also um, I think that was my beginning stages of school too. Like I was like ah, I'm I'm li- I'm living on my own, which was a good experience because it, it matured me quickly, but. Uh, yes, I'm gonna call that what that was cheap. And I definitely was not looking at the overall benefits. I was looking at the fact that I didn't have any money. I had to figure this out. So, no, there yeah, are yeah. some clothes that you do have to hand wash and that that's yeah. probably yeah, that's different though. quality clothes, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. Doing for everything. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That was everything, man. Everything. Yeah. So it, it was terrible. 
And then I tried to air dry it and they were crusty. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, man, because I had to re-rinse it, man. I'm telling you, yeah. right? it's just terrible, man. Like, you have to set your own wash cycle with your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So it, I, that one could be frugal. Just depends on what you're doing, you know. But at that time, it was just me living my life and just, uh, you know, that was kind of like cheap, being the cheapest I could to, to, to get something done. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. What you think? That was, what you think about that one? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, definitely cheap. cheap <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, but I, honestly, I couldn't think of like a, a different way to do it. Right. At least yeah. you had clean clothes or, or wanted clean clothes. Yeah. Right? And granted, I don't know what, uh, what laundromats cost right now, but uh, they're, they're typically not too bad. I mean, if yeah. you actually do like a cost cost analysis, it's probably in the long run cheaper to actually have something uh, yourself. Yeah. But yeah, no, if it's if it's to the point where, you know, you're kind of out of options, then, yeah, it, it's hard to really <laughs> say it's cheap because it's the only option. Right. Is it cheap if it's your only option? Right. Like, yeah. like, and that's a real thing. Right. Like because like some people say that fast food or like buying fast food, that can be cheap. But I'm like. And I, and I would agree because that's not your only option, right? Yeah. If you got fast food near you, you definitely have a grocery store near you. Yeah. So you can always likely. make something. But yeah. when it's when it's to that extent, um, then yeah, a bit. I mean, we couldn't probably say the same for drying clothes. I don't know for uh, frugal or cheap, right? If you're drying your clothes instead of or like hanging your clothes to dry versus putting it in a dryer, yeah. Um, I would say that's probably more frugal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Could washing be. your clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, man. Yeah. Uh, you want to get us out here? Yes, sir. All right. This is Jane Craig signing off. Troubleshooting Life podcast. We will see you next week. Please like and subscribe for more content. All right. See you next week. Yeah.